you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. Good morning, Lifeway. Here in the building and online. Make sure I'm on. Yeah, there we go. Hey. Hey. Good to be here. Good, good for you to be here. Listen, Hello, I'm celebrating Father's Day with a friend of mine that I've grown close to pretty quickly. Absolutely. We spend time on the phone and we pray together. And um, I couldn't think of anybody else. I was asking the Lord, who can I just have a good time with today and uh, talk about fathers? Mm. And John Posey came up in my heart. And this is a man that... Uh, I've listened to his heart now for a few years, and he is a disciple-making machine. Absolutely. He loves to make disciples. Yes. And that's our calling. That is our calling as men to make disciples. Yeah, duplication. That is so deep. Um, But before we begin and before I start asking you questions... I just want to say some things um, that I realize about Father's Day. Each father, or each Father's Day, we come to this place, and um, uh, we 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 come into this place where it's very emotional. Yeah. You know, like the video that we just saw. That's true. You talk about love, and you talk about this love between the child and the father. And yeah. I realize, you know, that it can be emotionally challenging, and we have to be sensitive to that. And I don't want this in any way. No Father's Day should be, you know, like the the kids on the playground saying, my father's better than yours. You know, uh, some of us had awesome fathers and some of us didn't even know our father. And so this is not a comparison. It's not condemnation. Listen, you didn't have a choice in your father. You didn't have a choice, but we can be glad that we're all alive. We can be glad that we have a good, good heavenly father. And uh, I just wanted to read some names of people that maybe you didn't even know that didn't know their father, like uh, Steve Jobs with Apple. He never met his father. Dave Thomas, the Wendy's founder. Wendy's, if you've ever eaten a Wendy's hamburger. The man that started that didn't even know his father. Uh, Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon. Oh, okay. Didn't know his father. Uh, The $6 million man. Actor Lee Majors, oh, yeah, that's kind of dating ourselves yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't know his father. How about George Washington Carver? Never knew his father. How about Shaquille O'Neal? Okay. LeBron James wow. didn't know his father. And so listen, it, it, it's good to know our, our earthly father, better to know Mm. Our Heavenly Father. And our intention is to honor dads, stepdads, dad figures, father figures in your life. So today, tell your uh, father, stepfather, father figure in your life. Maybe your grandfather raised you. Tell them Happy Father's Day. Um, So, John, tell us. I told my daughter, they they called me on the way. I said, where's my car? I said, I want a new car. I said, where is it? You know. (laughs) That's how I started that. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking, I, I didn't know my dad either. I mean, uh, maybe two times in my life, if I recall, um, was absent, you know, wasn't in our life or anything like that. 
Actually, it turned out to be a blessing in that case, you know. Yeah. But, uh, and I had to, I remember a moment, I was in Tulsa uh, Church there, that I didn't realize that I had unforgiveness in my heart towards that, because I was, that I didn't know I had some anger going on. Mm. And I remember the Lord healed, touched that part of my life. You know, God can heal us when, when we're ready to receive, amen? And he healed me, and I, and I remember I just wept and just released that, because you can't carry that unforgiveness in your heart, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a, a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. My, fa my father, um, he loved me. And so I saw the love of a father, but I never saw my father love God. Mm. Um, yeah. But uh, I was blessed to have my father every night tell me that he loved me. And every night he gave right. me a kiss on the head. That's good. And there were times that he would say, I'm proud of you. Um, and he died in 1999, but before he passed away, he gave his life and his heart to Jesus. Oh man, that's, that's fantastic. So that is, that is my memory of my dad, that I'm going to be able to see him again. Praise God. Yeah. And I remember, in my case, I, because of what, you know, the, he really wasn't there, was an example, and, uh, I determined that the curse would stop at my house. That yeah. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't continue on, that I would be the kind of father that the Word of God talks about, mm -hmm. that my children, you know, and my, in fact, my daughter just wrote something on Facebook that I'll read a little bit later. One of my daughters, I got three daughters. But, uh, but I wanted to make sure that I was that person that would not hinder their ability to relate to the fatherhood of God. So tell us about your family. How, how many kids? So, yeah, three, three daughters. Um, I have one. Uh, my oldest is Rhea. She's 46. Uh, and then I Wait, have... Wait, you, you have a daughter that's 46? Yeah. You, you don't even look 46. <laughs> okay. Well, my mother, right? used to, my mother would just say she was 39 and holding. So, <laughs> all right, Mom, I'm 40. She said, that's your problem. <laughs> but, uh, so no, Rhea's uh, 46. She uh, has her own business in social media, and she's also a minister of the gospel. And uh, Tasha is our, my 38-year-old. She's, uh, she's actually a, a, a teacher and songwriter, has, has a double majors in, in vocal and pedagogy. And then I have my youngest daughter, Alexis, who is 35. That's right, get that right. 35, and um, she's an accountant for Ernest & Young. So, and well, one granddaughter, so. So I got all girls, praise wow. the Lord, which is wow. like seven sons. That's <laughs> what so the Bible says, right? That's right. And then my wife, Sandra, of course, she, she couldn't be here this morning. Um, 40, uh, 40 years married to my wife, Sandra. So. Wow. Yeah, wow. Good, good life. So, and Amen. yes. Um, and you've been ministering since how old? Since I was 15. So I'm 60 now, so since I was 15, preaching the gospel. Uh, started preaching the gospel at that age, uh, winning people to Christ, winning kids to Christ in high school. Was almost expelled for high school for preaching. Uh, oh, literally, that was true that uh, uh, that particular morning, about 17 young people came to Christ. And um, the principal called me in the office and said, you can't keep doing this because I was preaching during lunchtime. <laughs> And he said, you can't keep doing this. He said, I'm going to expel you from school. So I just started reading the book of Acts where 
P Peter said, I'd much rather be God than man. And I thought, that's a good thing to say. So I said that to him. <laughs> and uh, he called my pastor. My pastor kind of said, hey, you're going to have to do something a little differently, which I did. Started preaching on the bus. And I just got a guy on Facebook that connected with me. Back then, he used to call me Johnny. Johnny. And he said, hey, Johnny. I'm like, that's got to be somebody from the past. He says, do I know you? He says, no, you don't know me, but I was on the bus that you were preaching on. Wow. And I'm serving Jesus today. I'm actually a minister of the gospel. Wow. And he said, there are a lot of people that you don't know that were impacted by your ministry back then in high school. Wow. Some of them were in the ministry and doing the work of the Lord. So that's kind of cool. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's kind of how I started in that process and then answered the call of God to preach. And the rest is history. <laughs> a rich, there's a rich heritage yes. that you're leaving yes and yes. That you're making a mark absolutely um i wish we had a lot of time to go into everything no, that no, you're no. doing today well, sure. and all the mentoring that you're doing um what 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 i what i sense in my heart is this uh current need that we have for strong fathers you know strong godly fathers lead to strong godly families yeah. and um you know i know that Malachi 4, 6, and then it's repeated over in Luke that it's, it's the Lord's intent to, to turn the hearts of the fathers oh, to the word. sons yes. and the sons to the fathers. And I think I see that in our society today where it's easy, um, easier today than it was 20, 30 years ago through all the DNA testing and everything to connect to your, um, your birth father. Yes. Right. Yes. And so people are going to all kinds of efforts mm -hmm. and spending all kind of money to try to to reattach to their birth father. Yeah. That I believe that's God given in us yes. to yes. connect to our father. But then there's a spiritual side to that, too. Naturally, mm -hmm. or uh, obviously, there's oh, a spiritual yeah. side yeah. that that God created in each one of our hearts spiritually to connect to him. Mm -hmm. And so God is doing a thing right now where I think that we as fathers need to encourage other fathers yes. Yes. The, the value and importance of being yes. a father. Yes. And so one of the biggest issues that our country is facing uh, is the growing number of children that are growing up without a father mm. um, that do not have a relationship with their father. Or we could say fatherless. Yes. And yes, I, I want them to put up a slide now. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 19.7 million children, more than one in four, oh. live without a father. Now, 19.7 yeah. million children in the U.S. are growing up without a father, more than one in four. And this number has increased over the years, okay? So these three things that we're looking at now, the, the risk of growing up without a father, 90% of homeless and runaway youth can be attributed to growing up without oh, a father. No, 71% of high school dropouts uh, have grown up without a father. 63% of, uh, of youth suicides can be traced to mm. growing up without a father. And so we're in a place where fathers are valuable. Yes, right? you know, they really are. You think about, and that's not really surprising, because your identity really comes from your dad. Wow. And, um, and so we speak into our children's lives, mm -hmm. you know. 
and our presence in their life, I think is the it's the word it's a good word because our presence in their life. So not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, and it gives our children a sense of security and value. And so we have to speak into their lives, not just in our words, but our presence speaks and affirms them and give them the permission to become what they were designed to be. Right. And that's really, that's really what it is, you know. So here's the first question that I want to ask you. What is the most, from your perspective, what is the most needed quality as a father? Yeah, so I remember when I was... Uh, uh, 20, probably 22, 23, and praying. You know, I love to pray over my children, especially when they're sleeping. You know, I go in their room and, and pray for them. But the Lord told me, He said, uh, How you live your life in front of your children will either hinder or help them relate to me. Wow. I mean, that's a lot to drop on a 23-year-old, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that's what the Lord said. And he said, do your job, you know, yeah. do your job because they're my children. And I want them to know me by watching you. Wow. And so when I think about that's, to me, that's the most important. So to do that, first I've got to connect to the Father, myself. And then I've got to hear his voice clearly and obey what he tells me to do. Whether with my life, my wife, or my, my children. I was thinking about my dad, uh, my biological father. I call him my biological father because they didn't have a man. I called my dad later on. My mother married again when I was 10, and he's the one I would call my dad. But this man, I remember he came uh, into our home when I was about eight years old, and all I remember is that my mother had hives on her, on her face because of his presence. The stress, the mm-hmm. anger that she felt towards him, and that, that, was, that created an image for me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this, is what, this is what your presence does to, to a person, you know. Mm-hmm. So I determined that my presence would bring peace, encouragement, security, and that comes when you're in the presence of God. Right. Yeah. So that, to me, that's, that's where it starts. That's so important. Yeah. yeah. So the quality. Yeah, yeah, that's. The most needed quality of a father. I think, I mean, you answered it, uh, to, to be in his presence. Yeah, you've got to be saturated with God's presence. Because they don't need to see you. They need to see the father. Wow. That's so good. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? It sounds familiar in the Bible, <laughs> but that's true. It's really true. Yeah. So how can I die to myself so that my children will see the Father? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm kind of letting that sink in. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's true. That's good to so you, so you, So you, so you, I call it... Uh, the cocoon of God. I did a message called the cocoon of God, the place of change. So the Bible says we're transformed, right? So when I'm in the presence of God, I'm like a caterpillar that's being spun. And that, that cocoon is being spun, right? And I'm going through, and that's a lifelong process, but I'm going through this transformation every time I go into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. 
So I've got to do that different times, obviously daily, but special times in my life I have to go into the presence of God so I return in the power of the Spirit. Yeah. And if I'll do that, then all the, the flesh and the stuff that's undesirable will leave. That's yeah. good. So what, do you, what has been the hardest thing about being a father? Yeah, so I would probably say letting go. So when you, you train, you know, the Bible says to train your children. Mm -hmm. And the word train there in, in Proverbs, it really, it, it really means to, to cultivate a spiritual appetite in your children. That's what the word, because it's talking about the, 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 um, the women that would have, when children were born, the midwives, they would, they would uh, rub the palate of the child with a solution to start a, kind of to, to stimulate appetite. Yeah, And the word says, train your children. That's the actual word, the study of it. So it means to cultivate a spiritual appetite in your children so when they get old, they won't depart. That's what it actually teaches. Wow. So you do that, you know, um, and you build that in your babies, and then you teach them and train them, and you live before them, but then you've got to trust God and you've got to trust them. And that was the hardest thing for me, is letting go. Right. Even now, I mean, they're grown women, but it's like letting go. And, uh, you know, you do, you pull back, and, but it's just trusting God and them to walk out, you know, because God's got them now, you know. Yeah. And you can't be there all the time, even when they're, you can't be with them all the time. So you got to trust God. So that was for me. You know. That's good. And that's an ongoing process. It is. And... <laughs> I, I just have one daughter. Yeah. And so, and she lives at home. Yeah. Which naturally puts me in a place yes. uh, as protector. Yeah. And I want to provide for yes. her. I want her to, to, to be assured that I love her and nothing's going to happen to her, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so she's on, she'll be 30 in a couple of days. And it, it is hard to let go. Yeah. It's hard to say, um, God's got you. But I'm here if you need me. Yes. I, I think it would be easier with a, a, a male child. Yeah, a, probably. I just kick him out. Get out, you know. <laughs> get out. I, I got a friend that's so funny. He, uh, when his son was born, the first thing he says, get a job. I'm like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> well, get him out. <laughs> but uh, yeah. God gives us the grace to do the yeah, hard things. Yeah. To do the hard That's things. That's tough, too, because, yeah. you know, your children are, you see them developing, growing, pursuing God, and going through their, you know, every, they're adults. They go through all their own trials and tests, and you feel that, you know. Yeah. And, but you've got to say, God, you know, well, Dad, what should I do? I'm like, you've got to hear from God for yourself. Wow. I'm not telling you nothing, okay? Now, I can certainly be here to be a soundboard and maybe mm -hmm. help you see the different dimensions of what you're doing and your decisions, but I'm not telling you nothing. You gotta That's make good. your own decision. I remember the one time where the Lord yeah. told me to allow my daughter to trust him for healing one time. I went in to pray for her yeah. as she was getting older and she was understanding that healing comes from God and that when we're sick uh, or we're dealing with symptoms to pray and ask the yeah. Lord and receive healing from him. And so she, you know, I was, my compassion was to 
help her feel better. But the Lord said, teach her to trust me. So I, the Lord said, instruct her how to pray and ask me herself instead of praying for her healing. Yeah, yeah. I'm now agreeing with her faith. Yeah. And so that is kind of a... And then the thing, the thing, the difference between control and leading, right? Because yeah. that was, because, you know, when your children are small, you really have to control them. You really do. I mean, little rascals, you know, you got to control them. <laughs> but as they get older, you know, you, you, first of all, if, when they're 13, 14, 15, control is a myth. <laughs> it, it really is. They're going to do what they want. I mean, they... They learn how to, to look like they're doing whatever. Mm. So you're going to have to lead them, right? And I never forget, I was uh, with trying to use intimidation to control my oldest daughter because I wanted her to live a certain way or whatever. And the Lord said, you know, you're going to have to decide whether you're going to control her or lead her. Because you can control, you control her in proportion to your fears, but you lead in proportion to your faith. And as of that, I was scared. You got the, I've got beautiful daughters. And somebody comes to the door, who are you? Get away. Get out of here, you know, type of thing. <laughs> and, uh, and this you know, man knows martial arts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the black belt. I'm retired. Fifth degree black belt. But Fifth I, degree yeah, black belt. Compared to all this. That means he's can, he can take you down three ways. This is true. So... Um, <laughs> So when they would come in the door, you well, would yeah, say, like, who are you? Yeah, get away. <laughs> right? Get away. Uh, no, no, you can't. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> and, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't back in those medieval, day, medieval days because I would have put a chastity belt on my children. <laughs> so, you know, you're scared. I mean, I'm just, you know, you're afraid. You know, I've got a bat under my bed. I got, you know, my, my nunchucks or whatever I can get. And, uh, but again, you got to trust it. Well, you're not dating anybody. And I'll never forget my daughter was dating somebody anyway. And, and, and I'm listening to the door. You know, you know all the stuff you do. At least maybe I do. <laughs> I'm so upset. And the Lord says, you're going to have to trust her and you're going to have to trust me. You can't control her. You can't be in her life every single moment. You're going to have to trust your babies. And I, and I did. And God started moving. So the change happened in you. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> and she saw you leading her rather yeah, than trying to right, control her. Right, and they, and they made great decisions, excellent decisions, actually. But again, that's, that's something that I had to let go because that was hard for me. Mm. You know? Yeah, and we had that one scripture in, in the New Testament that talks about uh, our fathers don't provoke your children to anger. Yeah. You know, when we're disciplining yeah. and we're pointing them in the way that they should go, it's got to be from a loving heart and not an angry heart. Yeah, that's true. We know better than you. We've been down this road before. Don't do this because we said so. Right. Kind of that attitude, domineering, dominating. Or saying to them sometimes, I'm really concerned about your future. And smile. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you get ready to get into trouble. <laughs> but yeah. But maybe sitting down and, and asking them, what are you dealing with? Yes. Listening. I know one my middle daughter, she was going through something and, as a teenager, and her mom was talking to her about it. And I listened. I was just walking by, not really listening. I said, all right, just, just straighten up. You'll be fine. And she started crying. And the Lord says, now you, you need to fix that. 
So I, you know, took her in a car. We went somewhere to the park. I always get them something to eat. They're always great when, when you get something to eat. So. <laughs> and we talked, you know, and I listened to what was going on. Sometimes you're so busy, you're pursuing whatever you're doing, and you're not really in the moment. Mm. So I had to learn how to, how to be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's some good, helpful information yeah. for, for dads that may be dealing with a, a tough child. And, you know, you think, well, they're, they're, they're so different than me, and I don't know how to relate to them. Or you have yeah. to get into their life. You have to get into you their really heart. Do. It's not their mind, but their heart. Find out where they are and, and mm. ask questions, right? And then Holy Spirit will you have to trust Holy Spirit to tell you what to do. He'll show you things to come. Mm -hmm. And he literally will do that. And he'll show you what's coming and how to prepare for it. You know. And I, I, one story I remember I was, uh, had a night vision and I saw my, one of my daughters just, they were acting in a way that's inconsistent with what I've seen. They were disrespectful. They were getting in a car like with five guys, you know. So of course, of course I was set up in a bed. I was freaked out, you know. <laughs> Because they want to count a guy. Well, five anyway. So, And I said, Lord, is this something that could be or is this something that shall be? And he said, uh, if things continue the way they are, this is the direction that, that she's headed. So what do I do? And he told me to do this, these few things and it changed the direction. And that none of that ever happened, not even close. But the Holy Spirit told me what to do. And if we don't ask the Spirit of God about our children and what's going on with them and what they need, and we're just going from our head or from our experiences, which are limited, then yeah. we're really not going to have the edge that we need in a wicked world that we're in. This is a wicked world. Yeah. And, and the Holy Spirit will lead you and show you what's coming. Yeah, so that yeah. successful fathering depends upon our relationship oh, with the Holy Spirit. God. yeah. 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 Because you don't know. You don't know, and you need to realize you don't know. And you're incompetent, and you're not qualified. So therefore, you have to lean on the Spirit of God to, mm. to make up the difference of where you lack, so which good. is everywhere, pretty much. Everywhere. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, when you think you have it, then you really don't. That's humility. The Spirit will show you. He'll make you capable for everything. Wow. Yeah. That's good. So here's the next question, then. This leads us into this. During this time in our country, when so many children are wondering what is going on with the pandemic, COVID-19, oh, yeah. all the politics, all the racial issues, what, what do we tell our kids? What do you think? Yeah, that's really good. So I've got a granddaughter, too. So First and foremost is you've got to view everything through, the, through your first filter, right? So as a Christ follower, everything I see has to be through the word yeah. and the spirit of God. I have to see it that way. Yeah. I can't look at it from my natural, you know, I can't look at it. I can't start as a black man in my case or as a whatever po politics or whatever, whatever, whatever that is. Right. Um, because that will be skewed by what the, what the world is saying. Yeah. 
And I'm not following the world or the things of the end of the world, and, and I'm not going to follow the counsel of the ungodly. That's right. So, so I have to... That doesn't mean I'm not a black man. It doesn't mean I'm not a whatever political persuasion I am. But it does mean that those things are shaped by my first filter. Mm. That's good. So I see things from a Christ-centered, Christ-following perspective. Mm. And therefore, the love of God shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit dictates how I respond. And that's the second part is don't react, but respond. Because when you react, that's emotion. And emotions are, can be manipulated by the devil and by whoever is, has an agenda. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of agendas out here. Mm -hmm. so, so you have to respond, which means you have a set of values. Yes. What are your values? Right? And you respond according to those values because, you know, you go in life, I mean, people do things, crazy things, say crazy things, act different ways, but you've got to respond to things and not yeah. react to it. So that's, so Christ filter, respond properly, and then, and this is a big one here, is you've got to just walk in forgiveness, period. Because you're going to be offended by everything, just about, because people don't care, they're, some people have all kind of stuff going on and and somebody's going to say something to do something online, some friend of yours, some situation, whatever, and you're going to be offended. Yeah. And if you walk around with offenses, then, you know, that leads to a lot of crazy stuff. That's and then good. I guess the fourth thing is to trust God that he's determined from the beginning what the end will be. So, therefore, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah it's pretty good message, isn't it? Pretty good. That's, that's a good message. Four-point <laughs> message right there. Yeah, four points. You know, that's me. You know, four points. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that the word says that these things will happen. Yeah. I mean, that God. the hearts of men will grow cold. Yeah. That people will be against one another. All of this that Jesus said, and he said, don't look at the world, but uh, take, take uh, comfort. Take peace because I've overcome this. Absolutely. And so teaching our kids to be overcomers. Yeah. Here are the facts, yeah. but here is the word, here's the truth that leads us and guides us to overcome what the challenges that we're facing. I mean, and look at, educate yourself, look at things, mm -hmm. but then I have a lot of conversations, okay, or not conversations, really listening. Tell me what you're thinking, how you're feeling, how are you processing this? So I ask that question quite a bit. Tell me what's going on. What are you thinking? And that's something that I really admire about John. I'm going to tell a little bit on him that he's, this man is a lifelong learner. And yeah. I like to find other people that love to learn Absolutely. and share information. It doesn't mean we have to agree on everything all the no, time because no. we're, we're just seeking yeah. knowledge, yeah. understanding, yeah. and wisdom. Yeah. If, if we get information, knowledge, and understanding, God gives us that understanding to apply his wisdom to what we're looking at, right? Yeah, and yeah. This is a man that, that loves to do that. So it requires listening, like yeah, you said. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, personally, as I tell with you, and I, same thing with you, I enjoy just being with you and just connecting and talking and fellowship and praying for each other. It means a lot. Um, but I have to process a lot of information because I have a lot of, 
different groups and people and organizations that I've got to speak to about different things in this area. Yeah. And it's tough, you know, processing a lot of stuff. Right. And so, but what happens when I talk to my kids, a lot of stuff that they've seen, I've already seen that information. Mm -hmm. So, hey, let's talk about this. You know, tell me, you know, we had a recent, the minister, you know, said something the other day, pretty big guy, and it was pretty crazy, you know. So I'm like, I watched the whole thing, watched all these messages, looked through all the posts and the whole thing, and I said, hey, tell me about, talking to my kids, you know, tell me about, how did you feel about that? You know, and I said, listen. And so how are, the, then how are you processing that? What, what are you going to do? What, what, you know, and just listening. Mm -hmm. Well, Dad, you know, I'm going to have a hard time with that. Yeah, I get it. So what does that mean for you? So we kind of walk through that process together. Teaching our kids how to respect. Yeah. You know, respect someone, and, and I think this is a big part of reaching, and I've been saying this for a while now, reaching this generation because there's so many different beliefs out there. Oh, man. We've got to be willing to sit down and listen to someone to build that bridge of love yes. over which the truth can pass. Yes. You can't minister to somebody that won't, they, when they won't sit down and connect with you. Mm. How do I connect with somebody? By listening to them. Yes, and not judging them. And not judging them. Because this is a crazy judgmental generation, and they categorize you and put you in a box. And now you're not a human anymore. You're this kind of person. Mm -hmm. So they're screaming at each other. It's really sad, you know, mm -hmm. to watch all of that. So, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Loving people and yeah. respecting people. And Being long-suffering and patient. Teaching your kids to listen and uh, un listen to understand and connect with the heart. Yeah, you and know? empathize. Put yourself in that person's place. Try to see the world through their eyes. And it doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but right. at least have some understanding. And by the way, that's what I tell them. This works for everything. Your mom and I are married for 40 years, not because we're perfectly aligned. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're very different, you know, and we have disagreements. And, you know, but we learn to listen and, and see life through each other's eyes and long-suffering, patience, forgiveness, and all that stuff. And that's what you're going to need. And if you don't learn this, you can't build anything either. Can't that's build your company, can't build your organization, can't build your life because you run everybody off because you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm thinking about one, one person that is, it's, he lives close to me that's of a different uh, religious persuasion. Yeah. And we're developing a relationship and inten intentionally developing a relationship so that I can find out more about who he is. And if he wants to tell me about his religion, that's great. If he doesn't, that's great too. Yeah. But I want to be his friend. Yes. Because I know there's going to be a time in his life where he may need my friendship. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm, I'm developing a relationship because I love him and respect him. I'm not trying to convert him. No. I, I believe if he sees Jesus in me. Yes. That'll lead to more dialogue and more questions. And My presence in a person's life is Jesus being present because he's in me, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yeah. So 
if I can get in proximity to your life, then Christ will be revealed in that. So I have to find, it's like the one-on-one principle, find 1% of what you can agree on and give it 100% of your effort. That's good. So most people, they're like, let me find anything to disagree on, and we're enemies, you know, that type of thing. That's just how people are today. But no, I mean, there's something. You got to write a book about that. <laughs> it's true. But I don't I'll, know if there's a book about that. But that's yeah. something that you can agree on. Some You love yeah. kids? I love kids. Hey, you know, <laughs> you're a dad, I'm a dad. Come on, let's do a chest. <laughs> you know, find something. And start from there yep. to build. But that gives you the ability to be present in their life. Yeah. And Christ is in you. The Bible says God is in you reconciling the world to himself. Christ was so, so if Jesus is in me, then he's, he's doing the reconciling. So. But if I'm categorizing people, and I'm, a, I'm a this, I'm a that, and you a leftist, I'm a rightist, I'm a what? You know, oh my goodness. Yeah. What are we doing? It gets confused. It gets confused. This is a soul that you're talking to. That's right. That's right. You know. Somebody created in God's image yeah. that he loves. And they're going to perish if you don't yes. do something. Jesus gave his life for yeah. that person. Yeah. That's so good. Well, yeah. we're, uh, so, a couple more questions yeah, about. Cool, man. I'm enjoying this. Me too. What do you enjoy most about being a father? Yeah, so, one, being loved more by my daughters than they love their mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, um, to be honest with you, um, so for me, it's creating the environment for them to thrive, right? So how I, how I speak to them, how I treat them, the confidence I, I give them, the encouragement I give to them. Um, yeah, my daughter, she, this, this is what I'm talking about. So she, she wrote this on my Facebook page today, this morning. She said, Dad, I wrote something on Facebook. I don't normally do that, but I just wanted to do it for you today. And her name is Rio. And um, so she said, let me just real quick, she said this. And here it is. Uh, yeah, Dad, you're, you're still the one I think of first when I have a question about something when I just need some support and good advice. Thank you for always being there for me. Happy Father's Day. And that's it. It's my kids, I want them to know that whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're going through, it's going to be okay because Dad's present. Or if I'm not on this earth, what I've trained you to do you got to be okay. Yeah. And so that confidence in themselves and their uh, ability to, to live out the principles that they've seen, that's, that's really what I love about it. Mm. That's so yeah. good. Creating that environment. Because every child deserves the opportunity to grow in a healthy, uh, warming, embracing environment. Mm-hmm. Yes. They deserve that opportunity. That's right. And we have the power to create that. Yeah. How we love their mom, how we, how we, the, how we speak, what we say, 
what we do and all that cool stuff. Yeah, that's what I like. I think um, this question takes me to First John where <clears throat> it says that I have no greater joy than to know oh, yeah. that my children are walking in the truth. Absolutely. And so there's been times where we're here in this room or there's been other uh, venues where we've been a family and my daughter will, I mean, the Lord blessed her to, to speak and to and sing like your daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. She and sings, so, too, by the way. <laughs> I'm here just worshiping my father. And for me, when I'm here, it's just he, he and I, I don't really look at anybody else. Yeah. I look around maybe to see if other people are having a great time. But I am regardless. And some, sometimes the Lord will stop me mm. because I'm not focused on my daughter. And he'll say, wait just a second. Look at your daughter and how she worships me. Oh, yeah. And it just overwhelms me and uh, just melts me in the floor oh, yeah. to watch her heart return to her heavenly father. And then the thing, some of the things that she speaks out by the Spirit, yes. it's like, where did that come from? Exactly. You know, to see the fruit of yeah. a relationship that she has with the Lord, mm. it just it blows me away. You know, I was uh, just on my way here and just probably went messing about away. And I just pulled on the side because my daughters called me there. Two of them are in Florida just hanging out. And uh, I said, hey, guys, y'all know where I'm doing, going this morning. I want y'all to pray for me. Okay, Daddy. So, you know, I pulled, pulled over, and they, they both prayed for me. It was just, just to hear their voice, you know. It was just made me feel real good, you know. So just give them praise. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, if you could do anything for your children, what would you do? Yeah, that's a great question. So it would just connect them to God and then get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, because if they're connected to the Father, then uh, that's pretty much it. You can take it from there, you know. Um, because God's been so good to me, and, I mean, he's led me into triumph, you know, throughout different seasons of life where I didn't know what to do, didn't know how to do it. I remember a season that I was very afraid that I wouldn't be able to provide for my family. Mm. I was just fearful, Yeah, you know? And I went and spent about three days in fasting and prayer and spending time with the Word. And when I came out of that place, it was faith in my heart. And that was, you know, I was probably 27 or so. And, you know, never had that fear again after that day. Wow. Uh, or, you know, come from divorced homes, not really knowing how to, how to have, how to be a, a husband, you know. Yeah. And not knowing what to do with my wife. I, I always share the story when my wife and I were having anointed discussions every day. And, uh, <laughs> and I told her that the problem was is that she just wasn't obedient to me. <laughs> of course, that's not too smart. I had the, had the Bible. I said, well, when the Bible says you need to obey me, and when you do, then we won't have, a, have any problems. 
I, the, the sad part is I actually thought that would work. <laughs> and I said, woman, the Bible said, I mean, that's you. So she grabbed the Bible and hit me in the head with it. <laughs> and I realized I didn't know what in the world I was doing. So I came to the Father and said, I have no idea what I'm doing. That didn't work out right. So just different things like that. So if I can get my kids to connect to the Father, then they're going to have everything they need. You know? Yeah. That is good. Yeah, and I can just take, take a breath. And I, I just recently I was at a retreat complaining to God about something that I wanted to see with my children, you know, just some things they were believing for that I felt, Lord, you should have already answered in this area. Mm. And you're not looking after my kids. I mean, imagine me saying that, but that's what I said. Mm. I was just mad, you know. Having, I was having a moment, okay. And he looked at me and said, are you finished? Because, you know, I'm, my tears are, I'm, I'm crying, I'm, you know, frustrated. And, and he said, are you finished? He says, yes, I am. He says, I don't need your help. I don't need your help. Uh, release your daughters. And trust me. Wow. Wow. That's, that's so connect, and they're already connected to the Father, but yeah. you know. Yeah. But Again, I talk about letting go. That's it, the thing. It's an ongoing They're process. praying. They're yeah. believing God for things. And, I, and, it's, and it looks like it's not, it wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. Quick enough. Yeah. You know, my timetable. Mm -hmm. So it's trusting God. So, yeah, it's getting them connected to the Father. It's an ongoing process. Yeah, it really yeah. is. But it's interesting that you didn't answer well. You would set them up on a, you know, a financial yeah. plan that they would be uh, independently wealthy and all of this. And mm -hmm. listen, it's not the things and stuff that we can give to our children, no way, man. but it's that relationship that they yeah. can have and draw from the Lord, even when they're not with us or when they go off and get married or what have you that, um, you know, to give them that spiritual inheritance, that, that, that legacy that we leave them with is not about the finances. Not saying that finances well, may that'll be come. Hard. I mean, I was a kid when I received Jesus, and he began to show me what my life would be. This is what, and he would leave me in decades. You're going to, in your 20s, you're going to, in your 30s, you're going to do this. In your 40s, you're going to do this. In your 50s, you're going to do this. This is what your 60s are going to look like. And it, I mean, it, happened, it happened exactly like he said. Wow. So I'm like, that's pretty good. So if I can get my kids connected there, they're, they're good to go. Hmm. So, yeah. So if, there's, if there are people that are listening, either, either dads or people, uh, you know, that have fathers that have, uh, are hurting maybe this Father's yeah. Day, what, what, would you, what would you say to them and how would you speak to them? Yeah, so one I would say, and this is you and others online here, is I would say uh, you cannot carry offense in your heart. E even if uh, people sometimes do terrible things or don't do things, but if you carry that, it's like a cancer. It'll eat your life up. It'll eat your life up. It'll dry your, your resources up. Your faith won't work because the Bible says that if the heart condemns you, you don't have any confidence towards God. So your faith doesn't work. And you're just going to be tormented. The Bible says that you'll be turned over to the tormentors. So when you carry offense, you really have to release it. And it's not an easy thing. It's like onions that, that, peel, that peels away layers at a time. But you have to ask the Lord to help you. 
because I was very angry with my biological dad and what he did, even how I came to this world. It was just what he did. It was just terrible. Plus, he molested all my brothers and sisters, you know, and he was a bad man. And so you can carry that with you. I didn't even know I had it, but I, but I had to release it. But first, that's the first thing I would say. Just keep your heart clear. That's the most important thing is you've got to keep a clear heart. Just like your, if, you, if you lose your heart, you're, you're gone. So if you lose that, that, inward, that inward man where you're carrying offenses, you know, your life is over. So you really have to release things. And it's an ongoing process. And the second thing for me is realize that you really don't know what you're doing. You don't. You don't. The only one that knows is the precious Holy Spirit in our life. And if you will accept your incompetence, your ignorance, and your buffoonery, because you're going to do stupid things, I'm just telling the truth. And then say, Lord, I absolutely don't have a clue. I don't know what to do. It's like with Solomon. I'm just a child. I don't know where I'm, where to go, what to do, what to say. And God dropped wisdom in him, and he was an amazing person. And when you, when you humble yourself that way, the Lord will fill you with what you need. He'll direct you, guide you tell you what to do with every one of your children. <laughs> He'll just begin to lead you. He will show you where the enemy is going to try to attack and you can cut them off. He'll let you know where they... God knows what the devil is going to do before the devil knew he was going to do it. So he will show you what the enemy has in store for your babies. And you can cut them off. I've had times where I would, God would wake me up in the middle of the night by one daughter, this is even after they were older, this happened many times younger, but it's not just for me. This is for every parent. But my child, she was in her 20s at the time, one of my oldest child. And God said, go to your daughter's house right now. And I got up. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I drove over to her house and knocked on the door. And I said, the Lord told me to come here. What's going on? My life sucks, Dad. And she starts crying and things like that. And I cried with her, you know. And I was able to minister to her and just be there for her. And that was the Holy Spirit. So, you know, when the Holy Spirit is leading you, and you're, he is your best friend, then you can absolutely fulfill the will of God. And you will be present in your children's life, and they'll have what they need. So, praise God. Amen. 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 Sorry about that. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, oh. <laughs> I think uh, as wow. we close, there's a, there's a couple of things that I believe if somebody needs to make God their Heavenly Father mm. and come to Him oh, yeah. and uh, re uh, receive that relationship, it's, it's, it's more than just... It's more than just forgiveness of sin. Yes. It is having an ongoing, vital relationship with a person. Oh, yeah. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that, that created you to come into that relationship with Him. If, if there's somebody that's watching and that's listening right now, 
that needs to make God their father. I want you to lead us into that and then pray for those who may need to forgive their fathers as we close. So Jesus died for your sins according to the scripture and he rose again from the dead so that you can have access to the father. He made it possible. And so today I want to ask you to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you have not, and perhaps you've carried an offense and you've been away from God, today you can come back to the Father because he has his arms open to you. So would you pray with me? Thank you. Heavenly Father, I ask you this very day I asked you this very day to forgive my sins to forgive my sins I choose, I choose to turn away to turn away from this world from this world from the devil from the, devil, from the, flesh, from the flesh from living a selfish life from living a selfish life and I repent and I, repent. I turn towards you I turn towards you Jesus, Jesus I believe that you're the Son of God. Jesus, I believe that you rose again from the dead. Come into my heart. Be my personal Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life right now. Thank you, Lord, that I'm now your kingdom. Now, Father, I pray for every single person that prayed that prayer for the first time. Holy Spirit, rush into their lives today and bring them into a full understanding and awareness of who they are and what they're to be. And I thank you for your powerful infilling today, that they're filled with your presence today in the name of Jesus. And I pray for every person right now who is dealing with hurt, unforgiveness, anything that's hindering them because of what was done or what was not done. Lord, thank you today for their total and complete healing. Say this, if, if, you, if this is for you, Lord, I forgive and whoever your dad is or, or it could be some other person, some other male figure, but I just forgive them right now. Just say, I forgive them right now and I put them under the blood of Jesus and I will not hold offense in my heart anymore. Now, Lord, heal me today from this pain, from this trauma, from the hurt that I'm experiencing right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for completely restoring me today. Now, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for total and complete healing today. Make yourself known to them yes. in this area and be the great healer that you are. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Pastor. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.